Good morning. Good morning. On today's episode, I've got special guest Brad Modrich. Brad, his hidden edge is never quitting, consistency on the micros, discipline, and learning the word detach. Brad is a father of two amazing humans, husband to a rock star wife, brother and leader. He's a serial entrepreneur, author, speaker, and coach. Have a listen to this amazing episode. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden, tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am so excited, and I'll tell you what. If this interview is anything like the backstage that Brad and I just had, I mean, I know it's going to be. You guys are going to be in for such a treat. Brad, welcome to the show, my brother. Thank you, Jeff. Man, I've been watching you from afar. And let me just tell you about you for a minute, brother. Uh, I It's been such a blessing to watch what you're doing. And I'm honored to be on here. I'm ready to, to, to pour into some people. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm extremely grateful for you, man. Yes, thank you for those those kind words. I'm grateful and honored to have you here. So let's jump right in. Your hidden it. edge, right? Your hidden edge, never quitting, consistency on the micros, discipline, and the word detach, right? So so let's dive into that. Explain, unpack that a little bit. Would love to hear. I mean, I love never quitting, right? So important in life is that tenacious, relentless attitude. So So dive into it a little bit. Yeah, I, you know, um, I, I think that uh, society in a whole right now, where, because, and this is just how we're coded right now. Everything's easy for us. Everything's quick. Everything's fast. We know this. Like when we have to wait two seconds at a red light, like we get impatient because we're so, we're so quick to do that next thing. But uh, man, it's like a dying breed. People are not putting in the work. They're not just, they're, they're, they're just not getting after it. Um, and we could see, we could always, you know, everyone always says, man, we live in this crazy world. But my question is like, what are you doing about it? Right. Like, what are you doing about it? Cause we could sit here and we could yip yap about it, but like, what are you actually doing about it? And I could, I, I Jeff, I have this thought in my head that I just got to get out. I, I know, you know, that my, my wife just, uh, not my wife, my, my mother just recently passed away. Yep. So sorry and, for that. Thank you. And, and, and I'm, as I'm looking for pictures of my mom, I'm going through my social media and the one thing, and listen, I'm no brain surgeon. I want to be very clear. I'm not a brain. I, it takes me a while to learn things. I have to do things. I got to do dribble drills with stuff to learn things. Um, but I'm looking through my messaging and my message has always been the same. Put in the work, have some discipline and I'm not like the best discipline, but I got some good disciplines and just be consistent. Like those three things, put in the work, have your discipline, discipline to do two things, discipline to do what you said you were going to do and discipline to say no to the things that keep you from it. Right? Like I love chocolate. If there was chocolate around me, I know I got to say no to that because I'm trying to get ready for the beach. There you go. Little things like that. That's what I mean, man. 
And um, I just know over time that the, the people that are out there that think that they can't do it or the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome, not me, I'm not smart enough. Take one small step day after day and you'll get to that destination, man. I promise you. My hand right. to God, like I promise you. No, I love that. Those three things, right? Putting in the work, discipline, consistency. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be hard. Life is supposed to be difficult. We've been programmed. We've been basically socialized that it's supposed to be easy. It's not. And that's when you flip that script and you say, all right, it's supposed to be hard. And then you revel in like, this is beautiful because it's hard, right? Like I'm repping, I'm going to do 25,000 pull-ups this year. It's not easy, but I love the journey. And when you can start to do that and start to say, all right, it's supposed to be hard. This is where I really get better. That's so important. I love that. And discipline and consistency. So, so important. Discipline. You mentioned discipline. I feel like so many people hear that and they think back to like grade school where they got in trouble and they were being disciplined where it's the total opposite, right? It's such freedom when you become an adult. So what are a couple of ways that you leverage discipline in your life to stay consistent? Mm. I know you're going to love, I know this is part of your, 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 who you are routines, morning routines and night routines. They have literally been my heaven sense. And I'm not talking like crazy, like these crazy routines that you got to get into. So my night routine, literally it's so simple. I just, I map out my day the next day. Yep. It's literally that simple. I get an eye on what am I going to do? What do I got to get accomplished? What are, and there's people out there that say, get 10 things done, get five things done. I keep it simple. I'm a, I'm a very simple creature. Mm -hmm. There's three things that I want to get done that are going to help me move my needle. And in, in those things, but let me, let me back up. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to say, you know, what are those things that keep you disciplined and consistent? But I think one of the first things that a lot of people have to do is they have to have an honest conversation with themselves. Yep. Um, I, I don't think a, a, enough people are having that honest conversation. Like, what do you want to change? Like, what is it? Do you want to be a better dad? Do you want to be a better boss? Do you want to lose 10 pounds? What, what is that thing that you know in the back of your head that you always say that you're going to do, but you never do? Right. Right. It's 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 a real honest conversation. And, and you've witnessed a little bit of my experience. My change didn't happen until I had that honest conversation and I had to be brutally honest. I was doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing, which a lot of men do. Um, I had thoughts like a lot of men have that they, they shouldn't be there. And I was I was fueling them, which I thought was. It didn't hurt at the time. But I kept feeding these little demons mm -hmm. and I had to have an honest conversation with myself, man. I, I had to, I had to be honest, man. And I just said, I had to stop. Nothing changed until that conversation happened. And the crazy thing about your brain, which I know, you know, brain's like a supercomputer yep. brain records everything. If I said to you, Jeff, Hey, I'm going to be here today at two o'clock. And I know showed you'd be like, dude, what's up? And then I'm like, oh, Jeff, I'm sorry, man. I'm, let's set it up for tomorrow. And tomorrow comes and I, I no-show again. Mm. If that continues to happen, what are you going to think about Brad Moderich? You're going to be like, bro, you're a joke. Like, no, I'm not even going to call you no more. Like, no. Right. 
what do you think happens to yourself when you say you're going to do something? Your brain's recording this. You're creating this neural pattern in your brain. It's just creating a consistent of, well, I say I'm going to do something, but I don't do it. And then your subconscious takes over and you don't do it. Yep. It's that until that happened, um, I know that I wanted to be a better father. And I have a morning mantra that I read where, you know, we talk about mantras and re rewiring that circuitry in your brain. And one of yep. the things that I say every day that I will intentionally be the best father, the best husband and the brother and leader that I can by living by my core values. I say it every day. Love it. And then, and then what happens when I'm saying this, if I started to do something that didn't correlate with that before, before I started saying this, and I would do something, it wouldn't mean nothing. But like, then I would start to do one of those things. I would say something or do out here cursing. If I really wanted to be the best father, the best father isn't going to use the F word every time he's around his kids. Right. So when I started to say that, because I'm rewiring my brain, when I would go and I would go to let that out, I'm thinking in my head, the best dad wouldn't do that. So I stopped. So I had to have that honest conversation, man. And then for me, I had to figure out what it was that I wanted. There was a couple needles that I wanted to move with my faith was one. My wife was another one. And then there were some monetary goals that I wanted to hit. Mm -hmm. So I just, I came up with a plan. And again, I told you I'm a simple creature. So I, at my night routine, I just made sure that the next day I'm hitting one of those three areas. Gotcha. And I plan my day and I, I just wake up. But then when I wake up, I rewire this thing, right? The brain. And I think this is, I truly believe this is where the magic happens because I start my day with an overwhelming amount of gratitude. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, people use this, this word gratitude. It's, it's kind of like a catchphrase now, like I'm so grateful. But until you can create a feeling, an emotional, neurological, physiological response to what that gratitude is. It's just a word. Yep. And it wasn't until that morning where I would sit there and I would literally start to feel this warming sensation in my body because I was so happy with my kids being healthy, with mm -hmm. my wife being healthy. With God gave me this power and this gift, I'm healthy. And then it starts to create a different energy in you. Yep. That's, that, that is unquestionably one of my morning routines. And then obviously, you, you know, we're fitness guys. We love fitness. I got to get my body moving. Right. Right. I got to get my body moving. I don't care if it's 30 minutes of some kind of mobility, whether I'm jumping on a treadmill, I'm doing some pull-ups, I'm, I'm getting my body moving. And usually when I get my mind and body kind of in tune, everything else. Um, it's, it's literally a win for that day for me. Yeah. No, you know I, what I, I mean, I, I love that. And I, I love how you say, keep it simple, right? There's a couple of things I just want to unpack. Keep it simple. I mean, you 1% of your day is only 14 minutes and 40 seconds. I see you give me 1%, just 14 minutes at night and in the morning, your whole life will change. Right. And that's the foundation to build anything. And I just had a, a guy that's in my warrior dad experience say, you know, his daughter was out late. His son got a speeding ticket. Like, but I did my bookends and I was better for it. I was able to weather the storm. I was able to get through it. Right. And that's what people just don't understand when you have that foundation of, Hey, planning out the next day, stacking some wins, getting that mind body ready. 
you are so much more equipped to take on the world. And then gratitude. I shared behind the scenes, like today I was at CHOP with my youngest son who has Crohn's disease. He's getting a checkout. There are things that they're saying things are great, right? He's in remission. He's not on medication. Brad, I, I got tears in my eyes, man. I mean, I, I, we're wearing masks, but I, I teared up because I'm looking at him. I'm so damn proud. And I got goosebumps now. That's like feeling that gratitude and letting it flow through you. And then it just, it, it correlates to everything else in, in life. And we miss so many micro moments as human beings that could be so impactful like that, that experience I, I just shared. So NASA supercomputer, our subconscious mind, right? Your mom just passed. I know you were unpacking that a little bit. Share a little bit about that journey because I think it's, it's so vitally important. It's happened to me where I've unpacked it and things have fundamentally changed, but people are missing this of having that honest conversation and then saying, okay, what action am I going to take? And we've got supercomputers in our hands. We've got access to all kinds of information. You can figure it out. Unpack that journey a little bit and what you've discovered. Yeah, my, uh, my, my, like I said, my mom just passed. And I was up, up until my mother passing, probably about like six months ago, seven months ago, I realized I had some trauma that I had deep down inside of that. And again, this is like stuff that only I, me and someone else know about. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's been in there. It's like, I put it up in the attic. I put it in a box. I wrapped it up and I forgot about it. I tried to forget about it, but I knew, I knew that I knew exactly where that box was at. I, I knew where it was at. And I said, I have to take the time to unpack this. So I started to see a therapist. I started to talk about some things and, um, I started to, I started to really see, I I was holding resentment towards my mother and I'm thinking like, as I'm unpacking this, I was replaying my childhood and what me and my two sisters went through. And I got so angry. Like I'm thinking, how does a mother, like, how does she let that happen to her kids? How does she put her kids in that situation? Like, it was like, I, I was just disgusted. I was mad at her. And then on top of it, my mother currently, you know, at the time, um, she was battling alcoholism. She was battling prescription drugs. She didn't take care of herself. She smoked. So like, I'm just like, how, like, I, it, to me, my fa- like doing for my family is number one priority. I will literally eat crap if I have to, to provide for them, right? Like physically, if they say, Hey Brad, you got to go eat shit today. I go eat some crap. And I would just, I held this resentment and, uh, I'm definitely going to deal with some of the guilt because of I not being there when she, when she passed. Um, but then she passed and an hour before the service, Jeff, it's, it's crazy. When I think about this, my, my sister, like I told you, she, she, she did this beautiful collage of pictures with my, my mother and her family and me and my two sisters and you know, the, you know, the, after the, the, uh, we were children, there was this amazing collage. So in this collage, I'm sitting there and I got to the service early and you, you heard, you mentioned it earlier in the morning, my superpower, like when we started, you said my superpowers detach. So what I did, I was looking at these and I detached from these pictures and I, I physically like, I took a couple steps back and I'm looking at this Mm. and I'm looking at this 
pictures of me and my sister and I'm looking at my mom and I'm looking at the darkness in her eyes and I'm looking at this woman who was just a troubled woman and I'm thinking like I'm looking at my pictures and I'm like of course I ended up in prison I know why I ended up in prison lack of fatherhood lack of a, a parent you know everything that I've been thinking about for the past like six months with my therapist of course I'm seeing this come into play like I'm seeing the the early stages of what the end result was and then it hit me Jeff like a, a ton of bricks and and up until this point um one of my coaches said to me he was like right when my mom died he was like you need to honor your mother and I'm just like bro you don't even know like my mom was not an honorable woman like what are you talking about like I was getting mad at my coach for it I'm just like stop you don't know okay. my mom you don't know the deep of it right and I'm sitting there and then it hit me. I seen that my grandparents and her aunts, all of them, all of them were part of a generational curse. And my mom, up until that time, I thought my mom was the black sheep, but literally the whole family was black sheeps. Okay. So, of course, cause then at the service, I seen my cousins and they're still all black sheep. And I'm using that as a metaphor, right? right. I'm using that as, as, as a conceptual to, to see a vision. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this and I'm looking at my family and I'm looking at my sisters. And it hit me like, of course I ended up. And it was a family generational thing that happens, which we always see. And then I zoomed out even more and I said, you know what? I am the one to break this generational curse. I did break the generational curse. Like I did, like, I'm so proud of myself and talk about imposter syndrome. And I, I, and, and all of that comes with insecurities from growing up in, in, in a low socioeconomic family. Right. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, the past 20 years, I have been beating the same drum of you can do it one foot in front of the other work on becoming a better version of yourself take care of your health, take care of your mental stability, take care of your spirit, take care of your financials. And it hit me, man, I broke the generational curse in my family. And I, I could not be more proud of the work that I got done. And not only like I'm looking at your fire, it puts such a fire in me right now to go back and pour into more people. Right. Like it's literally changed what my next course is going to be because i know there's a lot of brads out there mm -hmm. there are a, a millions of brads out there that need that push in the right direction and i'm speaking from experience i came from the belly of the beast yep. like i did but it was my discipline and it was the honest conversation and all of those things that we talk about it didn't happen overnight i'm looking at this i was doing this for 20 years i've been preaching this and and it finally went off like you can do it if you put in the work it can be done and it, i didn't do nothing crazy like i didn't figure out the cure to cancer i didn't go to college i have no no accolades behind me besides work and consistency no, i I, Jeff, I am i love it i love it i mean you're breaking breaking that generational chain right that how many yeah. it happens financially that that just repeats it happens you look at People that are obese or overweight, the family, it's generational. It's just passed down. And I love how you said just detach and, and I wrote down perspective, 
right? You detach and you get perspective. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a second. My mom, hey, my mom, lack and scarcity. She had to make her own clothes, right? I heard money doesn't grow on trees. We drive by a house and instead of, hey, that that's amazing. They must've worked hard. It was, it must be nice, right? Mm. And not, not in a good way. So mm -hmm. like when I put those together and I put the, I'm the oldest of three, younger brother, three years younger, younger sister, six years younger. My mom always wanted a girl. Well, here turns out my brother and I do the same things we used to, to our wives, like, Hey, I did this. And they'd be like, what do you want a cookie? And we figured it out. We're like, Holy crap. It's because at one point the attention was all on my sister and we didn't have it. So, you know, they're doing the best they can with what they're given. It's our responsibility to make changes, to break that chain. So kudos to you for doing it. 20 years, hard work. I mean, that's, that's, it's amazing. And I know there's been a lot of reprogramming you've had to do from a subconscious perspective, right? I mean, that's the narrative that keeps us so stuck, right? That's the brake on that car that we want to drive real fast. That's the brake pedal is what is playing behind your mind. And you mentioned it earlier, when you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it, that just erodes your identity. It erodes your standard. It does not, might not impact you today, but you're just going to continue to spiral down versus, hey, being consistent, being disciplined, putting in hard work, having an honest conversation with yourself, then you start to spiral up, right? Yeah. So it does, so and it's so hard. I, I, I'm gonna, it's hard, but it's simple, if this makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's hard because I think, again, we're, pro we're programmed right now to go to that quick, easy, you know, the shortest route, the easiest, less rush, the, you know, the least resistance traveled. And um, it, it, I, I challenge people, like, start with your, your physical. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm, I'm, I've, I've, you, again, we're both fitness guys. I don't care if you want to lose 30 pounds, start by doing a 30-minute walk. Yep. Simple. And you just commit to it. And then this is what happens. Let me show you where the real magic happens. So I could break this down for people. So there was things that I, I had to do that I knew what, that I needed to get accomplished. There was imposter syndrome that was running. There was self-doubt that was running. There was this learning disorder that I have that was running. I can't do it. It's not me. Mm -hmm. But I started doing it. I started doing, I started reading 10 pages a day. Right? I started you know, I, I started the gratitude in the morning. I started doing all of these things and it started, this is how crazy it is. I wrote 10 things down and 10 things. It was simple as I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. Okay. It was, I'm going to take 10 minutes of prayer. I'm going to do a 30 minute workout. Just real simple. I'm going to eat one healthy meal today. Mm -hmm. Simple. And then what I did was I started checking them off a box every day. Every day, I didn't stop until those things got done. Real simple stuff, like nothing, nothing, not, not nothing too crazy. But then what happened was a week went by. I was like, I did it. Two weeks go by. Holy crap, I did it. Mm. There's something that happens when you can look back at what you did and say, you know what? I did it. And then I learned this from someone. Tell yourself, look at what I did. I did what I said I was going to do. Say it. Believe it. Create the feeling. And now it becomes part of my ethos and my identity on who I am. Like if I say I'm going to do it, you better believe it. 
it is going to get done, right? Because now I've, I've created, I've strengthened this muscle. Yep. And it started with little micro disciplines every day. But I can say with great pride, Jeff, I can look back and I can say, I did it. I did, I did the work. I did it. And when you can do that, and you can change your identity, your ethos of who you really thought you were, that's when the magic happens, bro. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that. Putting it down, putting it simple. I'm right with you. Like change your physiology, do the physical. I'm like, Hey, if you have a trigger, you have something that you know you shouldn't do. And you get that thought in your head that says, Ooh, I should go check out porn or, Ooh, I'm going to go have a drink. Dude, do 10 burpees. All of a sudden your physiology will be changed and you'll be like, I ain't doing that. Like, why did I even think of that? Like, you're not even going to have energy to do it after you do right? your 10 burpees. <laughs> push-ups, like changing your physiology through the physical is yeah. just, it is ridiculously simple. It's not easy every time, mm -hmm. but we hit the gym, right? We're gym, gym guys. I always mm -hmm. say we hit the physical side, but we're not doing those mental reps. And something you said, when you do it, my coach says to say, that's like me, right? You're reinforcing, hey, what I just did, I followed through. I checked all the boxes on those 10 things. Hey, that's like me. Yes, I did it because so many times we starve ourselves of that dopamine hit, of that feel good, of actually doing it. You know what? 98%, 99% of people don't do the shit that they say they're going to do. So you should reward yourself with like, yes, like feel good about it. And then that's going to encourage you to, to move forward. So I've loved the conversation. Where can people look you up, Brad? If they want to find you, follow uh, all that good stuff. It's literally Brad Modrich on everything. Instagram, Facebook, website, www.bradmodrich.com. Brad literally, it'll take you to all my social medias, everything, my businesses. It's everything. Everything's just tagged to my name awesome man thanks for uh thanks for being on the show brad i appreciate you thanks jeff and keep doing what you're doing man let me tell you about you you're changing lives brother and i'm watching from afar so i'm a fan keep it up thanks my man thanks for listening thanks for watching create a legendary day rise fight love repeat get after it i'll talk to you soon thank you for listening to your hidden edge podcast you are now part of the movement part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We're stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.